Uh, we we're not just, talking about Mulan, but I might just have to give 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 in and then and just watch it anyway, right? Yeah, because it's, it's been so show. long, and I don't know when they're ever going to release it. I don't. Do we have a new release date for Mulan? No. Oh dear. Uh, we're yeah. not talking about that though. No. Um, Steve, you've owned quite a few businesses. Sadly, true. <laughs> and uh, the fact that you've owned several goes to show that they don't always work, right? <laughs> Sometimes they go out of business. 97% of all individually owned businesses will be uh, closed within 10 years of opening. Oh, yeah. thanks for that depressing statistic. Yeah, so you only have a 3% success uh, opportunity of success, basically. So start your business today, folks. <laughs> um, but today I'm going, we wanted to talk about um, our good friend Luigi and his business exploits. Oh, Luigi. Uh, we're not talking Mario. We're not talking Nintendo. We're talking uh, Luigi from Cars. Luigi's Rockin' Roasters. Rollickin' Roasters. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the great thing about this attraction is that it goes back to the beginning days of Disneyland even. Which I had no idea. You had no idea? A little bit of an idea. I'm sure I've told you about it before. I've seen video clips. Right. Too. Uh, so... Those of us that have been to California Adventure recently know about Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters where they, they have dancing cars. And we'll get to that in a second. But originally at that spot, there was something else that was inspired by something else. It goes back that? and back. That's a layered story, y'all. It is. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. <laughs> uh, and so, Luigi has layers. And that's not even a Disney movie. Uh, so we're going to go back to 1961 wow disneyland okay uh where the tomorrowland stage is now so it's kind of by the restaurant um where they do the uh right there in the middle of the food court and stuff yeah okay um worst place by the way to have a stage where you block people off yeah i'm not a fan of that stage being right there at all i'm not either but i think they do it on purpose so that you can see it from all over the park yeah and so people can sit right yeah and eat food hamburgers eat the hamburgers and the chicken sandwiches exactly do you remember the chicken like, sandwiches there they had like guacamole on them do you remember that that sounds good it does doesn't it let's do that all right uh totally off topic uh 
it's, where the Tomorrowland stage is now. It's Disney's idea of dinner theater. Yeah. That's <laughs> totally that. Watch your kids hit people with plastic lightsabers. While eat. eating guacamole chicken. Oh. <laughs> I want to watch kids hit each other with sticks while this I eat. This is a good time, though. <laughs> when you break it down to figure out that's what the... Yeah, it's good entertainment. Again, not what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, th- there was, at one time, a giant hockey table there. A giant air hockey table. Hilarious. Uh, And that was called the Flying Saucers, which is a great idea in concept, right? If you think about it, you are going to put people on giant circular crafts like flying saucers. Uh And then we've all been uh, near an air hockey table long enough to realize that it has the air coming up out of the table, which makes things basically kind of slide and glide and levitate around it does on the surface right yeah exactly i love that game and they just thought why not make it just bigger it feels almost like a willy wonka type of thing where like if they can do it with a hockey puck why can't i do it with a person right right physics are the same you just got to crank it up a bit yeah just crank up them fans (laughs) um and so they had their giant air hockey table um with their flying saucers on it um, and in concept, the idea was that a person, maximum of two, would sit on these circular uh, things. And when you leaned, the air hockey table would use that to move you around. Right. That's right? the theory of it. Um, the, and then to get people on and off, because the to in order to get things to float like that, the air valves that would have it float were probably like six inches like they were really big yeah um and they would open as uh the saucers got closer to them so to get people on and off without them falling through these holes that i didn't know this until i just did this research it had a huge mechanical boom arm that would go across the entire hockey field and pull all those oh shut up that sounds like a great time (laughs) and at the same time release a second set of saucers out onto oh i love this as an idea right how great is that so you can like just keep it going yeah so you would pull them off unload reload and by the time they were reloaded you would move the arm again and it would push out the next group hilarious uh and it sounds like a great idea it really does the problem was is that apparently the physics just didn't work. Right. Really. Uh, if you were too light, your car would not respond to your movement and you just end up what they called hopping where you would just sit there and bounce yeah. because the well, air the- would need to escape. Yeah. I could see that happening. And if you were too heavy, you wouldn't move at all. You just crush it. See, this is exactly what I was thinking as well is that the thing, the, the way the air hockey works so well is the puck is exactly the same weight every single time. Right. <laughs> it's it just like there's a pre-measured amount and they, it never changes. But right. people themselves can change dramatically from, from ride to ride. You Not know? me. My my weight stays the same. Exactly the, the same. But you're <laughs> right. Yeah. Our two tires would be completely different. <laughs> I'd be a hopper and you'd be a settle. I would totally settle in for a long <laughs> winter's nap, essentially. What would happen on that? Um. And in general, Disney also decided it wasn't going to work for them. It was too expensive to keep up. And they weren't able to get the ridership numbers up enough to justify it. 
Uh, it took a long time to get people on and off, apparently. Exactly. They are, Disney has to be very concerned about uh, numbers per hour for people to ride the rides. Right. But yeah, if you can only, if you only have a ride capacity of like, you know. Seven. Because <laughs> uh, even uh, Luigi's Rock and Roaster. Rollick and Roadsters. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Even that ride as it is now, that line is slow moving. And, it chugs a bit. Yeah, it's a bit hard. Um, so... Uh, the Flying Saucers at Disneyland officially closed in 1966. They gave it a good five-year run. Wow. Trying to get it to work. Didn't end up actually working. Um, and then they built California Adventure. Yeah. And they decided to do a Cars Land. And somebody had the bright idea to try to bring back the Flying Saucers. They thought, you know what? We've got much better technologically right let's give it another shot we've gotten far cleverer cleverer and far more wealthy i'm sure we can get this problem worked out right so they opened luigi's flying tires uh, in 2012 over at california adventure um originally it was going to be called luigi's roman tires but it didn't work as well and the flying tires is a nice wink and a nod back to the flying saucers right yeah. Uh, and it was originally announced in 2007 with kind of the concept of Cars Land. Well, and I'm really glad they brought it back because it gave us all a chance to ride it again. Yeah. For a period of time because we heard how uh, horrible the ride was originally. Yes. I don't know how we all heard that because n- we didn't know anybody that was old enough to go on it, right? Because it closed in 66 or something you said. Right. So who would we have known that would have known about the ride? It was it's like a little that- infamous. It was that say. legendarily bad? Yeah, because people from the time do remember it. Uh-huh. Um, and there is footage of it. So if you wanted to see what it looked like, you can find footage of it. I've seen a few clips, but yeah, from home video from 1966, hilarious. I'm sure it was probably more professional yeah. stuff, but yeah. You this can is what we footage. need to patch. We need to patch dedicated to that ride. Oh, because that's really popular, <laughs> and I'm sure tons of people would buy up flying saucer patches. People that buy patches, you never know. It's true. If you make it look cool enough, people will buy anything, right? Totally. Um, and then uh, they they decided to open it um, in 2012 with giant beach balls on the mat <gasps> also. Oh, I forgot that. I Yeah, you're right. Because they thought it would look more colorful and give people more things to do. They wanted more movement in the ride when they were testing right. it out. Um, and within two months, the beach balls were gone. Two months even. Because people were complaining that uh, they were getting injuries uh-huh. from people pelting them with beach balls, apparently. Right. Um, so that, you know, didn't really work out for them. But, yeah. But this new version uh, used 6,714 air vents to move these tires around. Oh, that's a lot of air vents. It's a lot. Huh. And I assume that this is part of the problem is trying to get that many air vents to function flawlessly for 15, 16 hours a day. Yeah. It's probably very difficult. Right. I mean, we've seen them struggle with the world of color fountains uh, and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it's pretty similar. It's all just air at that point, trying to get things to function. That's a right? good point. Yeah, I guess that's that's a great point. But the ride was not fun. No, was it? <laughs> it like we went out like once or twice. I think we went on it once, 
part of the problem with it uh, for me is that um, very much like back in the 60s, there is a learning curve on it. Oh, uh-huh. um, there is no use this lever to go left, right, and forward. It's use your body weight and see how much you need to bend and lean over to get things to go the way you want to. Yeah. Uh, and in the 60s, they had to extend the ride time a little bit because people would take like a good minute trying to figure out how to get the thing to move. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then a minute after that, the ride was over. I could see that. Um, and I think the same problem happened with Luigi's flying tires is that you just... You're not sure exactly what you're doing. I don't know if you ever do exactly. It just kind of does what it wants to do. Right. And again, slow moving line made it hard to go on again. Yeah. Um, So that was always a difficult problem with that ride. Um, Yeah. And I can see why they added balls because the balls made it more fun. Yeah. I think the idea. Head injury. Right. (laughs) I think the idea was that uh, not. I think the idea was that it was going to be like bumper cars. So the idea was was that you would. run into each other right? right but then people would end up crammed into corners where you couldn't move because you would get out boxed in by everybody else yeah. and not even know who they were and these things weren't easy to move like regular bumper cars so you would just get stuck there and then the next person out there just is stuck there also like you know it just <laughs> not as fun didn't seem like it was going to work just going to say yeah. that i wonder if they couldn't have done it in a way where you weren't in control of the actual tire, but you got the the similar feeling and Hmm. had it been as fun. Maybe, maybe we'll never know. We'll never know because we'll never know because they put in an incredible ride (laughs) in 2015. They officially retired Luigi's tires. It made it all of like two years. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And in 2016, Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters opened up. And this is such a fun ride. It is. Oh, it's so great. It is the first ride in Anaheim to use the trackless format. Yeah. Uh, And so the concept is, is that you go to the Casa del Tires, uh, which in Cars Land is signified with a leaning tower of tires in the front. As one should. And you go through a showroom, like a tire showroom. Love it. Uh, and then out into the backyard. Um, and uh, Luigi has invited his cousins from Carsoli, Italy, which is not a real <laughs> place, obviously, um, to kind of do, it's like a, a backyard party for cars, basically. Yeah. Uh, you can fit two to three people, depending on the size of the people. Uh, two and maybe a young kid, yeah. Yeah. Or two kids and you, something like that. Two kids and me? yeah and you okay. but like i've seen like moms on there with two kids yeah 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 and then usually a dad and another person that's trying to run them off the road <laughs> well <kidding>. you can't <laughs> but uh and the great thing about it is um there's almost like a a shared experience when you do this ride now because yeah. you don't control your vehicle obviously and your vehicles are basically doing a line dance oh it's so true with each other i love line dancing vehicles so sometimes you end up basically dancing with complete strangers yeah. 
hey mumbo but you are socially distanced at all times oh, so it's yeah. perfect for that that is a good point uh except for everyone's touching the same stuff so whatever. we don't seem to touch the ride very much other than our seatbelt. yeah the seatbelt is the one thing that you touch um and you have a great time, right? Like the whole concept is that it's just a backyard dancing kind of party kind of thing. And there, does, it's programmed to give you different dances. So yeah. you, there's probably what five or six different dances that it does. And I would say it's probably three to four at the most. Yeah. The other thing that's really fun about it is that, especially if it's your first time going on, that you're excited to watch the cars dancing. Yeah. Almost more than you even are on the ride, you know, and that's what makes that line a little bit fun. Yeah. Um, once you've got on it a couple of times, then the rides aren't, you know, I almost kind of wish they would change up the the dancing a little bit more often. Mm. Right. Well, and it does bounce you around a lot. It really does. And everybody gets that hands up in the air spin. Yeah. At the end of every, every dance, there's a spin where you're supposed to put your hands up. I'm mostly just trying not to vomit during right? the spin, but it's a good time regardless. Yeah. And they also change it seasonally, which is also oh, you're fun. Right. Uh, it's also called Luigi's honkin' Halloween <laughs> and Luigi's joy to the whirl. Oh, you're right. And they put on like Christmas music and they we do, do this, do it and we get new, new dances for that season too. Probably. You I know hope. what's funny about it is that I doubt if anyone outside of the ride operators know the dance patterns, so they could potentially use the same dance patterns for different songs and nobody would ever know who would know. I would know. Would you know? I, I know a couple of the dances. I've studied them carefully. <laughs> could you do them on your own? Without I'm proficient the in car dancing on the Luigi's route. I can't say the name of the ride, but I, the dance I can do. <laughs> Luigi's rollicking roadsters. Totally true. That would it, no, it'd be fun. I don't know what other dance patterns you would give it. I guess so. You're, you're limited on you right. Want, yeah, because there's not a track. Yeah, super fun. Super fun to do. Um, I was wondering if there was another park that you think a ride like this would work in. Is there another dancing vehicle ride that? this sort of format would work for well you know i'm all about like um i well, you don't know about this one the first herbie i would totally love a dancing herbie ride like herbie the the love bug did you just bring up herbie the yes love bug? i wanted i could do see this for herbie the love bug that would, <laughs> that would be fun um and remind me we did decide that um chitty chitty bang bang that is a disney movie right i don't know still i We'll have to de- dive into that. It's going on my list. Okay. But like, yeah, I would totally do like a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang version of this ride would be fun. All I, right. Yeah, I would be all about it. I would love it. So yeah, those two. Uh, I And you could easily put it in like to Fantasylands anywhere. Right. Well, this is what I was going to say is I believe Shanghai is getting something similar to this where you're in teacups, uh, but oh. you're doing it in the ballroom with beauty and the beast you're right i have heard that and it sounds amazing literally like you're dancing in the ballroom with bell and beast shut up i want to go so bad where are we going where's this at shanghai Shanghai? so far (laughs) it's so far away (laughs) Ah. you can't even drive there it's awful um that sounds like fun i would love to go to shanghai and go dance in a teacup yeah but I think this is, personally, I would like one of these in every park instead of the spinner rides. Yeah. Um, 
I, I understand that they're far more expensive and therefore probably isn't plausible. You're talking about the like uh, Dumbo knockoffs? Yes. Okay. So like if in Animal Kingdom you could do like a cheetahs and wildebeest where like the cheetahs chase the wildebeest in different patterns oh, that or could whatever. Be fun. Uh, or lions and wildebeest. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and we've also talked about that it'd be fun to do like the... Um, candy crush racers type of a ride so instead of going sugar like sugar rush instead of dancing on a platform basically yeah. maybe you go in like a big circle and those are all um randomized compute. yeah but they're controlled by a computer instead of yeah. you controlling it so you could use it for that technology too but Ooh, that would be really yeah. fun um but no the idea of like a, a cheetah would be super fun you could totally put this in in animal kingdom yeah animal kingdom totally needs this ride it i agree it totally needs this ride because they have a lot of good rides in animal kingdom oddly enough yeah i mean they have they have all of the avatar stuff which people lose their minds over consistently Mm -hmm. you know and then dinosaur yeah everest yeah cheetah rush you know indiana jones land that we're building for it that'd be fun i could be down with that that could be fun um but it just goes to show you know an idea with disney never really dies sometimes they might repackage it or change things around um i would say the tires are dead you think the tires are dead now (laughs) they're permanently deflated unless it becomes a uh unless they change that to be yeah, no, it's basically dead now. I think this concept has been, uh, like on Mythbusters, it's been busted. I don't think that this this setup works. Yeah. Because like you said, there's no way to regulate the weight ratios. Mm-hmm. And that's just always going to mess you up. I think so. And it would be mortifying to be on your little tire just bouncing there, not able to move. Mm. Or planted there and not able to move. Welcome to my childhood. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you name it. All right. And then the outfills planted, not able to move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll dive into Steve's childhood maybe in another episode. But it's like I always say, keep your businesses open. Maybe just change the setup a little. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.